Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The 27 Club is a podcast about famous musicians who died prematurely and sometimes mysteriously at the age of 27. This podcast is hosted by me, Jake Brennan, creator and host of the award-winning music and true crime podcast, Disgraceland. Season 2 of The 27 Club launches June 18th, 2020, with 12 episodes on the life and death of Jim Morrison of The Doors. The 27 Club contains adult content and explicit language. You can listen to The 27 Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text, sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it It's Everyone, welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. I am Naomi, and we are a real life couple. We are a real life couple of comedians, and on Couples Therapy, uh, what we do is we bring you the best sets from our live show, where we have stand-ups who are lovers, best friends, spouses, or siblings do sets together about their relationship. But what we've been doing lately, 
We've been trying to do some in-studio episodes, do longer Deep dives. Yes. Get in there with people who people who can't make a live show. People we just want to hear more from. People who we are huge fans of. And this episode is no exception. We've got Matt Ingebretson and Jake Weissman. They are the creators and stars of the show Corporate on Comedy Central. The new season drops in January. Matt and Jake are wonderful comedians. If you're in L.A., you can see Matt every Saturday at his weekly show, Good Heroin, at Stories in Echo Park. They are really good friends, and this is a fun conversation. We get into it. We do some... It gets dark. It gets dark, guys. You know, we joke about some dark subjects. If you've seen Corporate, you'll know it is very on brand for Matt and Jake, but uh, it is us joking, but we know that things are not necessarily as light as we make them seem, so know that it is in good fun among friends in a safe cocoon of a room. Yeah. Oh, one other thing. Uh, So Naomi and I, we recently were at the Benson Ball. And we got these sweet swag bags. And in each of our swag bags was one of Phoebe's new books, Phoebe Robinson. Yes, a copy of her new book, Everything is Trash, But It's Okay. And we already had one. We already got it. And so we wanted to pass it on to you, the listener. You guys, if you want your chance to get a free copy of this book, all you got to do is hit us up on social with a picture of you and your Best friend, sibling, lover, you're number one, okay? Whoever you go to couples therapy with, even if you're not an actual couple. And give us one sentence description of your relationship. That one sentence that encapsulates the entire vibe. For instance, me and Andy, I might say, I call him girl when he works my nerves. And that's our love in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah, and then just hashtag couples therapy pod so we know to find it. And at us on Twitter, at Naomi and Andy, or on Instagram, at couples therapy pod. Yeah, um, we're just trying to, you know, get the word out about the show a little more. We thought this might be a fun way to do it. And also uh, you could win a copy of Phoebe's new book, which is fun and great. So winners all around. You're about to be a winner when you listen to this episode with Matt and Jake. Roll it. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for having us on, guys. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you, guys. We're glad. It's just sweet boys. Well, we wanted to have you on the, the live show, but uh, Good Heroine's always uh, opposite. That's right. Our yeah. show, so mm-hmm. rivals, truly rivals. Constantly. I mean, you could don't let that stop you. I'm sure you have other comedy friends. You can always. You're wrong. <laughs> you get one friendship per lifetime. You milk it. Yeah. That's you and me, Andy. And then you hope you die first, so the other one has to deal with the pain. <laughs> That's the dream. Have you thought about what you would do if I died first? Oh, definitely. If you died first, it'd be a mess for me because you do so much of the work around the home. I would live like a true animal and mm-hmm. they'd be like, he left and she was never the same. You hire an assistant. If I've managed my money well, uh-huh. I'm assuming I've done every, I've put every dime into trying to keeping him alive. How you know I mean? quickly would you move on uh, emotionally or sexually? Uh, sexually, not at all. Uh, emotionally, emotionally, three or four months. I need someone. What? <laughs> That's it. But you don't want that. You don't want that for her. Three or four. Like, do you really Ooh, want her to what a, grieve? What a, I really never thought that. What an ethical conundrum. How have you not thought about this? This is the only thing <laughs> I think about. <laughs> what I would want, like, oh god, yes, of course I would, but also I wouldn't. It's a weird like It's it's a uh, it's a quantum state of wanting her to move on and feel better but also who who well think about what what impact did i have on this earth but why do you care about your impact you're dead 
Oh, this is the best part. It's for like freedom. That, it's like yeah. that David Cross yeah. joke about being an organ donor. It's like you're really not going to be an organ donor, <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, oh, you want to preserve your organs? It's the same thing. It's like, what do you give a shit? She needs to cope. Life oh. is a horrible experience. Well, I mean, I, look, you're you're asking after I'm dead. Nothing. I don't care anything. I'll, if anything, my molecules will be rotting away and I'll be floating off into the air. That's not the. That isn't the thing. That the. It's the now. It's the question now of. If I have to contemplate a tribute to me, after after Naomi and my friends die, that's it. No, uh, maybe someone will come across a a tweet of mine. Uh, written in <laughs> Twitter the, will have burned. Written, in, written in the annals. In uh, a museum, your tweet of yours will yeah, be framed. Of a, of a post-apocalyptic America, right? So the man and they'll who tried. be like, oh, uh, who is he? A small Jew? All right. <laughs> So that is that Who is this? Some sort of small Jew? <laughs> what were Jews? Were they like Oh they were small, I guess. <laughs> and they love Twitter. <laughs> I assume small some kind of rodent, some kind of talking. <laughs> but Andy, if you think about it, whoever the like when I do move on emotionally, that person's living in your shadow. Do you know what I mean? The specter of you hangs over oh, the yeah. household. Yeah, you so, become a complete angel. Yeah. So like don't you know, like you're still there even if I'm like cuddling with someone else because I need yeah, the war. Yeah, and her her loss will be huge. One of the most tragic things I ever heard was that that like your um that when you lose somebody else, what you're really losing is who you are when you were with them. Oh, did God. your isn't did your pastor <laughs> did your pastor tell you that when no. you were ten? Okay. Are we are we recording? <laughs> yeah, we are. I think Zach gave us the. Uh... Andy, you gotta focus. Well, You're too I don't, busy worrying no, about I, I like that, who well, I no. find love with. And I it, It's agree. a legitimate, like, when you ask that, it really, uh, there was this, like, legitimate, like, moral kind of, Jay. you know, in the in the bottom of your throat when you have, like, an actual conundrum. And you're like, no. I don't know how to feel. I don't know does conundrums no else, in my throat. Does no one else have a sharpened sense of ethical duty? I got a conundrum I, in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I tell you my honest feeling? Because I, I sort of relate to what you're saying, but I, I don't. Because I, I'm, I want to be, if I'm with someone when I die by self-inflicted gunshot. I want them to move on the next day. This is Jake's stupidity, actually. This is a good segue into... Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> but but I want them to literally go fuck someone the next day and move on, fuck a bunch of people, and then move on maybe a week later. And But I want that because I'm too afraid to say that I want to be remembered. So I would rather just accept that I won't be, and that helps me deal with life and how horrible it is, and how the fact that when we die, nothing matters. But your your problem is that that assumes that you don't won't have like a huge impact on their life that you dying. Of course, but yeah. that's how I think all the time, right. and that's why I don't let people get close to me. Oh God, you know I know your girlfriend. I know you do. I know you do. Bless her heart on a daily basis. <laughs> the uphill battle she climbs. No, I'm very nice to her, <laughs> right. and I always let her know that I'm gonna die by my own hand, and that she should move on immediately. I'm telling her every day. Are you gonna set it up so she has to find you? No. Oh no, I, I actually the way that I'm gonna do it, the way that I'm gonna do it is one day I'm gonna disappear. And I and I just want there to be a documentary about me. That's all I really want. But I don't want anyone to feel bad. Like a Werner Herzog type good. documentary. Yeah, I want Werner to do it. I want to die before he dies. Oh, it's a good goal. That's soon. <laughs> he's, he's gonna fight till the end. Yeah. I got like fifteen more years. I'm sorry. I mean this. I'm saying this all with a smile. Can I at least note that? Yeah, guys, we are laughing not because we're sick freaks, but because it's all a good fun. Because we're enjoying our. 
time on this earth. Uh, you yeah. guys, I'm slightly a sick freak. Thank you for pointing terms, that out. In terms of uh, uh, my relationship towards death and desire and those kinds of uh, that corner of the existential universe. It sounds like a bad comedy album title. Slightly a sick, slightly freak. a sick, <laughs> slightly a sick freak towards death and yeah. desire. <laughs> <laughs> That's in parentheses, like a Timberlake song. Um. Okay, guys. Before we get in too much deeper, because I think people are probably. On an emotional journey, can you each just say your name so people can distinguish the caucasity in this room? Yeah, there's too much. Matt Inga Bretson. Thank God. <laughs> Jake Weissman. Tender. Okay. These are our guests, and I think I'm ready to hear their anecdote. There is there is a excess of caucasity, but Got what and and maleness, but it is uh, not toxic maleness. So they're like check in our columns. I would say this room is full of tender whites. <laughs> well, and, Andy and I are Jewish, and so we're not white, uh, and we're special yes. people, and I, so it's only one I, I'm white checking man in off the room. All the bad boxes. <laughs> I got, I got everything. I'm tall, white, straight, deep voiced. I'm a <sighs> huge problem. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Problematic over here. Uh, luxurious hair. Oh, yeah. Matic, like Matt. Matt. Oh, that was awesome. I've never heard that before. That's I'm gonna call you that literally all the time now. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, you guys, we wanted to hear an anecdote or two. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, for the listeners, you know, let's just ground them in what this friendship is. You know, we don't bring you in here because we like your face. <laughs> it's because there's a dynamic that is rich. Uh-huh. Do you, am I going too hard, Andy? Too fast? Am I giving you too much? I'm on poor. I don't like their faces. I meant the intensity Thank with you. which I decided to seize the conversation. Thank you, Andy. Oh, no, no. I'm 100% willing to play the Robin to your Howard Stern. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, now I don't know. You guys. Buttholes. What does Robin do? <laughs> Robin does not say buttholes. No. Robin does her best. She's been working right. 20 Naomi, years. Naomi, you're Howard and Robin. <laughs> Andy, you're out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I just be the whack pack? Then? You're the technician who doesn't you're speak. The, you're the porn star who sits on the Sibian. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, now we're speaking. Now, if, if uh, we refer to any everything through the lens of Howard Stern on this, my dad might listen. <laughs> Meet my dad, too. Wow, really? Too, Two yeah. Jewish dads, real Stern heads? It was weird just growing up and be, like having a dad who was like, yeah, you can listen to Stern for sure. And I've been like, and I was like, I hate that. Like, <laughs> like, I was like, I wish I loved that. This is set up for me to love it, but this is horrible. I don't know what we're talking My about. My experience with Howard Stern was watching his TV show on E! late at night <laughs> on <laughs> the tiny TV we had upstairs. And it was the most only titillating video I had access to at that <laughs> yeah. point. Just uh, yeah. Never seen a full thing. Only seen clips. Yeah. I know who Robin is. I was always like, she's a rando. I'm into her vibe. But like yeah. the actual like show is a whole no, no. thank you. No, no, no. No thank you. No. Okay, guys, before we decide to all become Stern fans. Okay. Um, can you guys uh, tell us a lovely anecdote that would really encapsulate the friendship, the dynamic? I mean, you've been together many years. Well, yeah, we've been friends for a long time. We were roommates for about four years. I, I think we'd have to tell maybe a few small ones. To, I, love them. I don't know about one that would encapsulate. We everything. unfortunately are boring people who don't have like crazy <laughs> well, things happen no, no. To, to us. To encapsulate, first of all, so we work yeah. together. Uh, we're comedy partners. Um, we also have another comedy partner, but let's not talk about him. He, he's a small guy, um, <laughs> and we don't need to talk about him. Um, he's not here. So uh, a, a good example uh, because we work. The, one of the things that I would say bonds us, and this isn't that funny, but just to sort of just explain who we are, is we we work very hard, and that's part of why we're friends. Is we're both addicted to work, um, whether 
for better or worse, honestly, sometimes for worse. <laughs> uh-huh. But we just worked so hard. So I remember one time we were roommates. Um, we were living together, what, like three or four years ago, like when this uh-huh. was happening. Yeah. Um, and it, we were high, and it was like basically midnight on a Saturday night, and we were staying in. We had been roommates for probably two or three months. So it was pretty early into it. Oh, I okay. So then it was like four or five years ago. But we were always making things. And um, we were we were friends. We weren't necessarily working together all the time, but we had this idea. We were talking about Matt's last name, Ingebretsen, which is really hard to spell for a lot of people because it's Norwegian or whatever. And um, I don't like the tone you used when you said Norwegian. What are you going to do? Stop working with me? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so we started talking about just like the idea of a video, um, like how a funny like bit. And then it was like midnight, and we were really high. But then we were like, let's just make the video. So. It was like, again, then by the time yeah. we shot, it was like we 1 a.m. Like... on a Saturday morning, and we just sort of improvised this video, and then we edited it, and like it became like a mild, mildly successful YouTube viral hit. Yeah. But I guess the point is, what that did was sort of cement that we love to work, and we love working with each other, and we're willing to just work with each other, and that's like one of our favorite things to do, is we're, we're very good for each other. Working well, it also, yeah, it just sort of like, cre- like solidified the impulse to act or i guess like solidified the our interest in acting on any creative impulse that came yeah. to us and sort of almost like uh not like daring each other into doing it but just sort of being around each other we sort of compelled each other to do more and so we found that's part of our friendship yeah. it's just like when we're around each other we come up with st- stuff and then act on we're it. we're rarely together yeah. and not working in some capacity even if we're mm-hmm. just chilling because <laughs> because we're always you guys can't relate to that right uh-huh. well we're just uh. yeah, it's like it's tough because you guys are romantically involved and so are we so it's, it's it is really hard but it's like it's just very challenging to be around someone in like you know where we have a chance to sort of make things right now at least sometimes it's, it's hard not when you're around each other if you start going on some bit even if we're on like a double date with our girlfriends or something <laughs> like that, to like be like, we should write that down, and mm-hmm. it's like kind of annoying. Okay. It's like it's genuinely annoying. It is, but also, <laughs> but also, being a comedic, um, a, a creative person in comedy, it is so hard to get a career going and to get a good. Career. It is so rare, and it, I, the word artist is up for debate. But let's <laughs> let's call ourselves artists for a second. Compromise as much as we are with our WGA uh, <laughs> membership. But the point is, if you are artists, the world doesn't want you. So you have to work way harder than everyone else, and you have to sacrifice a certain amount of um, normal behavior in order to. I think be successful. So I think what we have when we're around each other is like this constant urge to create. And even though it sort of gets in the way of some stuff, I think it's more than worth it. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. But we are we are always talking about making things. Naomi, I believe you have a lot to say. <laughs> I was going to say you found your true partners in life and love because I am not the one. But Matt and Jake, they never quit. You never quit. You guys want a third? We have, have a third. third. He's a, a fourth. fourth. <laughs> You'll just have to keep, you could sit at meals and come up with bits and then film them. Yeah. This notebook, I've had to start carrying around this notebook. Our couples therapist suggested it because <laughs> I will like jump it. We'll be saying something and it'll like 
turn some neuron yeah. on in my brain and I'll be like riffing on it. And Naomi's like, we're with, we're at dinner with my mom. Can you please? <laughs> right. And so I had to start like when that impulse yeah. goes in my head, I'm like, I'm just going to write this just for the down. listeners. There is yeah. no notebook. So that was like, it's <laughs> a complete lie. <laughs> How dare you? We have built up goodwill <laughs> over months. No, but yeah, I, but I understand that impulse. It, it's, it's a little, it's a lot of things, but I, I do think it's, it's it's the basis. It's not the basis of our friendship, but it's kind of become the basis of it. We have yeah. this very strong friendship, but that is definitely one of the pillars of it is that we constantly help each other. It, there's It's so good. Like, it's such a good it, – a little bit like lightning in a bottle, especially with our other creative partner, Pat, who's mm-hmm. incredible. We're just always willing to talk about that stuff. And so I think that really is like – it isn't how it started. It started out of like we're friends and we did comedy at different shows together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now it's just we live together and we're very good friends. But it's absolutely based on the idea that if we don't work with each other, we won't be as successful. Well, we're also like getting to the point where we're like because now that we've kind of not that we're like we, we have a TV show. So we've like we kind of accomplished something and not that we don't we have to keep busting our ass in this industry. But now we're getting to a point to where we're like. How do we back out of that a little bit and have <laughs> like a normal conversation that doesn't result in us yeah. coming up with another movie idea that we then yes. have to yes. decide to make or not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally every like Naomi's had to stop me because almost everything like even if we're just like singing home goofing and it's different for you guys because you're not romantically involved. Right. And but, you don't live together anymore. Correct. Right. Yeah. So for distance. us like we could just be goofing and I'll and she'll say something. I'll be like, oh, that's a great idea for a TV show. Let's work on that. And you're like. No, <laughs> let's have a romantic relationship yes. and do a couple little things on the side. Well, because then the question, and it, it sounds like your brains are like, you're like machines. You guys can go, go, go. I got to refill that goddamn well. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I don't like go do uh-huh. shit, go like yeah. meet a new person or have a conversation, I'll have nothing to say about sure. anything. Yeah, right. we're not great about it. I mean, luckily we're in relationships and so that's helpful, but no, we're, we have to really learn the the, the idea of, taking a vacation or taking some time off. Matt's better at it than I am. Matt has like a more full life. Uh, his, <laughs> his his girlfriend is really good at like enjoying flowers and like just <laughs> like like looking at things and being like, let's uh-huh. go do that thing. Whereas like um, my girlfriend and I don't do that. Uh, but but so Matt's better at that. But still, we're not we're more programmed. I'm more programmed out of fear. And I, I wonder how if Matt is, but I'm just like, if I don't keep working, they're gonna take it away from me. And then and then I'm gonna be ashamed of myself and then I'm gonna kill myself. So like that's and, and I know that sounds crazy and I make a lot of jokes about suicide, but that is how I think. Where it's right. like if I don't keep doing this, if I don't keep overcoming my fatigue and, and figuring it out. I, I'm gonna be really unhappy. This is like sick the way you are literally talking to me like Andy Beckerman across a table from me while my true lover sits to my right. <laughs> and I just like can't hear the words you're saying about your fear of death and how you have to keep working to fight death. It's coming for us all. You've got to relax. <laughs> well, I wonder, um this is pivoting slightly, but I'm I'm curious always pivot. I'm curious because <laughs> um about how you two handle this because one element that helps Jake and I work together well is we're able to be brutally honest with each other about our creative work and it's okay but I've always wondered or thought that if I were romantically involved with someone that that type of honesty that is needed not that you don't can't shouldn't be honest in your relationship as well that you must be but in a creative partnership you can just hurt each other's feelings sometimes where it's like Mm -hmm. you come up with an idea and if the other person doesn't like it it kind of sucks and I would imagine it would be hard to not let that translate or like seep over into your 
willingness to kiss that person on the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, speak to it. It depends. <laughs> it, if it's something, there's sometimes Naomi will like hit on something that's actually wrong about some idea. Not wrong, obviously, sure. but like something mm-hmm. that's like not. What's this? What not, am I doing with my hands? I'm pushing my hands together as if I'm pointing towards the center of something. Again, not... Andy has not raised his hands. <laughs> He's pointing towards nothing. Andy doesn't even have hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, the audience, th- look, guys, this is theater of the mind. The audience <laughs> thinks I have notebooks and digits. <laughs> well, something that might not be a good fit. Something for... that might, yes, that's not on game in the parlance of right. the <laughs> Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Oh, the parlance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like, and that, and I'm just like, if I get, if she gives me a note like that, then it's like, oh yeah, you're right, and I, I can take it like that. If it's, it's more like when it's a rejection of me as a person, like, hey, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is like not what it is. Though. That is not what it is. Just to, just to rework this joke, I am decided to marry the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but like, hey, we work on too many things together. Let's not work on this other idea that you had that riffed off of some joke we made sitting and watching <laughs> Friends. Maybe we that doesn't have to turn into something. I see. Yeah. And that is more like, but I want to keep working. I want to have like a thousand things so I don't have to concentrate on my own neuroses. Sure. If I can jump from project to, and this is, I think, Jake, where you and I, our brains may be aligned. If I can jump from project to project uh, without having to have a moment alone with my own thoughts then i don't have to concentrate on what's wrong with me <laughs> i could That's just part keep of it. working I, there, it's part of it i mean for me also and i know matt feels this way when we were talking about it today actually i i actually love collaboration um one, one of the I, you know i don't know if you do stand up andy but like obviously the three of us do and i've come to like it less actually over time mm. simply because it's not a collaboration and though it is an expression of myself i don't feel the need as much when I get older. I feel mm. I don't get much connection in my life because I do get sort of myopic with the way that I like get obsessed with work and I'm just not very good at balance. So a lot of the way that I get my friendship or for some, for lack of a better word, intimacy is by collaborating with people uh, because it's it's really fun. It feels like love to some degree mm. to create a child together that then goes on screen because that mm-hmm. it really is a beautiful thing and you are helping each other and I just genuinely... Love it. I like really love collaboration, although it's so fucking hard. But like, I don't know what else. I I can't figure out what else I want to do with my life besides collaborate, to be completely honest. That's like, I can't, I don't have other interests. I wish I did. Yeah. (laughs) I really wish that I could be a different person. Um, But I just really want to collaborate with my friends that have the same work ethic and a similar point of view. I will say, Naomi, I think you are making the right decision by not working on every single project that you come up with. Oh, Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Naomi's. I want to just make this crystal clear. <laughs> Naomi is a hundred percent correct. Yeah, for sure. To so much limit. Yes, I'm saying. I've said this before <laughs> on the record. You know what I mean? Like on tape, can play it back, and that's what's important. I've said this before in private. I said this in our couples therapy. I'm saying it now on recorded media. You are a hundred percent correct, and that do not suffocate the love that we share. <laughs> That we need to limit the things we work on, but it's still it that that it still feels like rejection. Sure, I understand that, and that's my issue. I think it's funny because <laughs> I I think we're actually in a pretty good place. I don't know how you feel because when we're in the writers' room, it's such a long for the, for the show, and it's like equally our show. It's like you, I don't know how often. I think there are times when maybe you feel a little burnt by someone, but in general, I think what's good about us is that 
we're we know that we just want the best idea to win. I, I like don't I really don't care yeah. if I'm mm. in something. I do, I just want the idea yeah. to win, and I think that's yeah more, very difficult. Yeah, I I agree. It more just is like if you get excited about idea an idea and like throw yourself into it, if it then is rejected. It just hurts and you have to, more of it is like for a few hours, I'll deal with that and then move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And furiously masturbate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that seems like a good place to have a commercial. (laughs) Buy this next thing, everyone. Unless it's bad for you. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host the Bobby Bones Show. And I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh, or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. We're back from the commercial, and I hope you made the right choice, whatever worked for you, your household, your family. We are here with Matt Ingebrandt. We are that here. Was, that was the sketch we made. <laughs> it was well, yes. it's funny, because like as Naomi Paragon, uh-huh. I'm here for Ingebrandtson. You Thank know what I'm you. saying? I understand that journey, sister. I'm here for you. I know what it is when you get up on that stage, and they just call you Ingebrandtson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get it, and I was like so ready to be right, and then I failed, and I'm not going to do I it I loved it. I, I saw a little bit of panic in your eyes when you started <laughs> with the eye, and I was like, it's not going to go well. But I, I usually get it right, but maybe mm-hmm. just in my head. Oh, I totally get it. I, I panic... Because I host a stand-up show, and, like, we have people on who I will have just met who have a name that I, like, right before I'm like, how do you say your last name? And then I get on stage, and the panic of saying it wrong is horrific. I know, but I always tell people, too, with my own name, I'm like, just throw it away. You know, the the anxiety is going to ruin it. That's right. And that's definitely what happened to me in this moment. My point is, we're with Matt and Jacob. We're talking about... It's a safe space. You're okay, Naomi. Thank you so much, Andrew. My favorite mess well. up of your name. <laughs> what was that? You guys are good. Like, you're really like nice to each other. <laughs> we work at it. It's are, not are you, my natural. Are you going to talk about us in, in in therapy? Like, will we make it or no? Um, in our personal one on one, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> you might come up actually. You for might come Andrew, up as, as someone who I'm like. Well, obviously we are similar, but I'm too scared to reach out as into uh, real friendship, so uh-huh. this is where Andy, it ends. don't, this is where it's weird. You can't say that. Yeah, why not? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, my favorite mess up of your name still, we won't say the person who messed it up, but they were so worried about getting your last name correct yeah. that they then called you Nicole Ekparagan. They got the last name. <laughs> and this was at a fairly big, this was Yeah, at, yeah, yeah, it was JFL. It was just were, for laughs. Yeah, you were a new like, face. Oh, wow. You know, I'm, my face is new. Oh, wow. I gotta show them. I, I gotta a, know my name. I have a JFL last name mess up or not mess up story i did a show uh that blake griffin hosted basketball oh. player blake griffin yes, broad yes. city star blake griffin <laughs> yes, yes. Real i really yeah. like him was doing stand-up <laughs> and he was pretty good at it that was oh, a fucking really? annoying thing too it was like you're good at this too get the fuck out of here but he was hosting the show and i was on it and beforehand, he came up to me and was like, how do you say your last name? And I was like, Inga Bretson. And he was like, got it. And then he like went and did some stand-up and then came back right before my set. And he was like, hey, wait, it's Dingle Dartson, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but then he went, I'm just kidding, man. I got you. And then he went on stage and pronounced it perfectly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. So cool. What a fun guy. Yeah. He's, he's on top of it. He's on top of his shit. And wow. I resent him for it. Truly. I, I mean, my God. <laughs> what, six, seven? 
Yeah, and, and just funny? a statue of a man. Oh, God, it's too much. It's um, too much. I have another... So, this is not an anecdote, but I think this is evocative of our friendship. Oh, I love when you evoke. Another thing that I Wait, think... but what is that? Weren't they going to prompt us with something? Oh, I love you? this. No. I oh, like I that you took I, the reins. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear that. Jake, we're not Let's the host prompted. of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I like I, to take over. I, there's no... <laughs> okay. There is absolutely no ego in this. Okay. I wanted I to follow there was a prompt. I'm so sorry. I... <laughs> but one I like, of us was but, going to. But I like the way you guys work through that. Yes. You know what I mean? Jake uh-huh. did something. Matt tra- checked him. Jake uh-huh. was very quick to pull back. Yes. Correct. Uh-huh. And yeah. that's how you last so many years. Egoless. I want to be prompt. We get rid of the egos. But I feel like Jake felt the rhythm because one of us was about to say it anyway. And I feel like you picked up on the rhythm. I used to host a podcast or two. <laughs> or two or four. <laughs> it's Los Angeles, baby. Yes. Everyone's got a pod. Yeah. You uh, have to if you want to vote. Right. That's true. It's like Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> to be a, go- a citizen versus a civilian. Uh, wait, I believe you were evoking something. Yeah, please evoke. No, I want to be prompted. All right. Um, so how long have you guys been friends? I guess eight years now, right? Since 2010. Yeah. Eight, okay, so since 2010... And has there ever been something you've wanted to evoke on a podcast about, <laughs> about, about this friendship. about your friendship or about like what it, what what is the dynamic between you two? Well, it's funny because I was thinking I don't know if Matt agrees. I texted him this earlier in prep for the podcast, but I think one of the things that is really good about our friendship. I'm, first of all, I'm five years older. I'm thirty five. Matt is thirty. About mm-hmm. to turn thirty one. Sick. I tell him that every time. <laughs> I tell him it's sick that he's that young. Go ahead. He, he is pretty amazing. But um. <laughs> I, I'm a, a New York Jew, and I, I'm very cynical. Um, not all the time. There are ways in which I'm not. I love kittens, but <laughs> purely. And Matt is, like, from a really good Catholic home, um, and he has, like, he has he, hope. his his yeah. mother and father are the nicest people. His mother sends us, used to send us gingerbread cookies. Oh, and it, my she's, God. And we have, a, we have a friendship. She's She makes quilts. She's This is, like, he's the son of a woman who... Has an Instagram devoted to quilts, so <laughs> so that and that is like who he is, and he's a really good yeah. guy. He's extremely smart, but he he comes from he doesn't come from like a, like a back like a family where there's like a lot of trauma. Right. There's no darkness there. And, there's and no I, darkness. And I do, and so I think what's really good about our friendship is that I have more of an instinct to be feral, like and sort of angry, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like I fucking hate people. Mm-hmm. I, like, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends. It is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out. But the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. 
I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, MeUndies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. MeUndies got style for everyone, from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I got to point this out. There is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know, Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral. So I didn't want to have to say what this technology is. So I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Like that. And um, Matt is not like that. He's really good at sort of, if someone's a piece of shit, kind of pitying them. And sort of like, and, and sort no, no, truly, no, I get and like, it. And like kind really of being nice like, you know what, if they're acting that way, like, it's okay, I'm not going to freak out. He's very calm under pressure, mm-hmm. um, where I'm going to lash out. But I'm, but I'm also, but also Matt is much more likely to, to get into a cult than me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. so it's like, he's like, he's like, no, uh-huh. I don't think that absolute monsters mean. And yeah. I'm like, no, they are. So what's good about us is I'm like a cynical motherfucker and I will just, I will just really call people out. And Matt is, is, is much nicer and more easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I think we have gained that from each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one time, this is another story I remember. Um, we, we ran a, a comedy show, one episode of it, oh, yeah. at Lubitsch. That's right. And due to the, the venue, there's such a bad venue. There's such <laughs> horrible people that run that bar. But um, We had booked it, we had booked a night like three months in advance. Yeah. And they like gave it to us. And then the night before, and we had like confirmed it with them a number of times, the night before, 
they called me and were like, we double booked you. Oh. So can you just deal Ugh. with the other people? They said, Wait, what? yeah, they <laughs> said, they said, we, we don't want to get in the, we don't want to like get in the middle of this. You guys, it's, you guys have it, but it's another comedy show. If you could work it out with them somehow. What and they're that? like, thanks. They were like, thanks. And they were like, we gave them your number. So they're going to call you. And we you. told them that you'd work it out. What? So, 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 okay. So this is like a perfect situation for what I'm talking about because Matt, his natural state is like wanting to work it out. He doesn't want, uh, he's, no. he's, he's like a pacifist yeah. To, yeah. and it's good that he is, but I'm, I'm so not a pushover that it can be violent. So, like, uh, yeah. like, like, so I get, a, I get a call from them, from this other comedy booker who I never heard of later. And she was like, Hey, can we like, we have this show. We have 13 comedians what? on what it. What the fuck? Well, she already with... doesn't know what she's exactly. doing. And yeah. our show doesn't deserve our show. show had like Eddie Pepitone, Natasha Leggero. Like it <laughs> was had, like a good. Show. We had booked five. It was like a small show, and they were like, "We could we just go at the same time?" We were like, "No." What what we can do is try to end early. Like we can we can wrap it up quickly. Yeah. But we, I'm sorry, but we're not going to do this. And she was like, "You know, reputation spread or like rumors spread fast in this town." What the? So <laughs> so she so she threatened Matt, and he's he's like. 27 at this time and i'm like i was probably 25 yeah Yeah. and so i'm when he tells me this i'm i was like do not threaten my friend like because that's that's who i am it's like i'm i'm ready to i'm ready to hurt someone who threatens my friend like i I, that is who i am and so so we get to the venue and they and And they're there yeah and they're there and they're like they're pressuring us and i'm like you threatened my friend. Yeah. Don't ever threaten my friend. Uh. That is so horrible. And the, the woman, or like one of the people who ran the show was a woman, and her dad was there, and he's this big motherfucker. Oh, and he comes in on me, and he's like ready to fight me. Oh, so And, and then like the, Lu- the Lubitsch yep. bartenders had to kind of break it up, but it was like they were mean eyeing me the whole t- way. But I guess my point is, <laughs> I, my point yeah. is that Matt should have had a slightly more of a spine, and I should have been a little more chill. And, yeah. then, and since then, we have actually—I do feel like we've rubbed off on each other a lot. Yeah. Um, but that is a good example of our friendship because I just hate injustice, yeah. and I, yes! I because I think people are so. And, and listen, you know, I understand that people aren't in control of themselves and that like really everyone is just they have their computer brains and they're they're just working it out like i'm aware of that mm-hmm. i understand the science of it <laughs> but but it, i don't care and right. so i'm but i'm from new york and i'm i hate bullshit so right. it's sort of like it's like it's that. that thing where it's like i have empathy for everyone because really everyone's just doing whatever they're doing and they're trying their best and then they either learn they are lucky enough to learn to be better or not but i still want to fucking kill people who fuck with me <laughs> and so it's like a hard and so and matt is just kind of calmer yeah yeah well, this is like which makes you a good pair because I think it's I like think you so. have to have that personality because yeah. no one's gonna work want to work with just you, Jake. I know. Maybe now, yes, <laughs> but like just that attitude. You know what I mean? I like, I'm kidding, yeah. but you know it's like true, right? No, no, you like you just stand the edges for like it to like mm-hmm. work. I agree. And then it's like okay, well, like together. But I feel like every pair has that one person's like good cop, bad cop. I mean, you will go, Andy. You will go bad cop. It's interesting though because I feel the way you do, Jake. But I like him fake. In that, like, I'm like fuck all y'all. How you doing, girl? <laughs> Not like we're friends, but it's more like I know. You're conflict think, averse. I'm conflict averse, but also like I know as a black woman that like any, mm-hmm. I can ratchet it up to a two and they're going to read it as a 10. Uh, mm-hmm. So I learned like from a young age to mm-hmm. kind of take the stank out. I mm-hmm. see. Even if that's like what I feel. Right. Um, And so whereas like you're just much more direct than I am. Yeah. And like that's kind of like to my why detriment. it works. 
I don't know, because then, like, it's kind of like, we just kind of play the dynamic where, like, I'll be the fun one and you'll say, like, the not nice <laughs> thing. I don't know how, but I've never, I've never learned, I got kicked out of grad school because I didn't know how to <laughs> sand those edges. And I'm just like, I'm right. Yeah. Acknowledge that I'm right. Uh-huh. And they're like, we don't have to. <laughs> That's not how this works. I. Yeah, I've just had to learn more because I, I grew up in like a make it nice family, yeah. like uh, don't argue at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And I've had to learn that confrontation can be good versus yeah. just constantly trying to shy away from well, it. Well, right. But then at the same time, it's interesting because I grew up in a household. My mom, I always say like my favorite people, I'm like, I like somebody who grew up in an abusive childhood <laughs> because that kind of person knows how to like take a temperature of a room sure. and just assumes most things are their fault. Right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I kind of grew up in a big, so what can make me so crazy sometimes is like, for instance, in this instance of like these people at the bar show, how dare these scrubs uh-huh. with 13 people on one show <laughs> think that you guys should move or like reschedule your show or let them go first or just add 13 people to your lineup. Yeah. I don't understand people who have like confidence like that. Right. Overconfidence well, makes unearned, me fucking crazy. Unearned but overconfidence course, makes me fucking crazy. Well, but of course you don't relate, but I think you will understand that if they're the type of show that has 13 people, it's like a bringer show. It's like these are people who don't know what comedy is. So in this right. very – and you have to be within comedy to really understand this. But it's – those people have confidence because they're not good. Whereas we should have confidence because we're talented. But we're all in our heads knowing that we're not the best ever because we're smart. <laughs> so it's like that's the thing. It's like they have confidence because they think like, oh, I'm the best ever. I'm an actor. So I'm a comedian. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. But that's a very specific circumstance where right. it's like you're smarter than they are. And yet I'm, I'm in so much pain. Well, that's, yeah. dude, but that's what, that's but that's what problem. intelligence is. That's what intelligence is. It doesn't get you anything but pain. For the, uh, I'm trying to dumb it down, bitch. I moved to LA, step one. <laughs> yeah. Hoping that'll take some For the listener, off. just so like uh, an ideal comedy show is somewhere between 60 and 90 minutes. Yes. Four to five comics tops. Include, and then plus you want to add in the hosts doing their time. Mm-hmm. And their time should be shorter than your get the guests mm-hmm. ideally ideally but sometimes you got to get up in there and get to work depends but the point is when you got 13 bitches doing on the low end <laughs> that's an open mic eight each, yeah. you know you might as well just move into that bar start yeah. paying rent you're never leaving there mm-hmm. and nobody wants that no. that's tiring have you uh, audience listeners <laughs> have you gone to a show where you've been assaulted by what's that what's Careful. that oh no sorry i was no, just saying, I was, assaulted I was uh, by ha- uh, having your time wasted for three hours. I think anyone who has willingly gone to a comedy show is a greater hero than the people who fight for us overseas. I like literally think that going to a comedy show is the worst thing in the world. I don't know why anyone does it. There's no catharsis. Yes. It's not good. You're... And the fact that anyone does it for their friend is th- better than killing Osama. You shouldn't get drink tickets. You should get Purple Hearts. Oh, God. Exactly. You're jaded at this point, though. Truly. Yeah. Born jaded. What do you mean? Born jaded is his next album. <laughs> That's what we call that one. What uh, what Catholic like what what version of Catholicism? Leaning more towards like cultural Catholicism, like in the way that Jake <laughs> What's describes <the> culture. <laughs> Not good. Uh, <laughs> it, Jake describes being raised in like a Jew- culturally Jewish or like Jewish people haven't figured out way more that they've like integrated their religion into their culture a little more and it's like not as big or it doesn't have to be as big of a deal. Oh yeah, post Holocaust it's like there's no God. Like it's <laughs> not it's, it's like it's like we, know, we 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 kind of have given up on that. So it's like I mean some people believe in it, maybe you do, but I in general God's not the big deal. It's just like mm-hmm. 
be the be like the the penguins in Antarctica who are like dealing with the cold and huddle together for warmth and then talk shit about each other. Yeah. <laughs> but what I mean is like I didn't grow up in an insanely catholic household. It was more like we went to church every Sunday and it was just like cuz that's what you do kind of. I definitely came out of it with some sexual repression and mm. guilt, but I think that's pretty par for the course. <laughs> Just baseline. Yeah. Just means you were there. Just means you were fucking there. Uh-huh. Do you guys connect over guilt and shame? Yeah, I think so. I think guilt, shame is I not. I mean, we are shame, like, not I shame. think I have more guilt than shame. Shame is not really in huh. my blood. It's more guilt. Yeah, I don't have more anxiety. We, I, I, Jake is more anxious than I am, but I still deal with a lot of anxiety. Right? Darkness, anxiety, d- for me, big time depression. But to me, mm-hmm. I, shame is not. No, I don't know shit. But I, I wasn't raised in that kind of environment. I have a question because you know you you talk about your sadness, Jake. That's the first thing I talk to you about when I see you, Matt. Yes. I ask, how's your heart? Uh-huh. Um, and yet, um, you both talk about being so prolific and constantly working. And I don't understand how those things coexist as like a depressed person who can maybe do one project at a time. Mm. How how do you fight the the soul sucking down? Planting you to the feet, like yeah. plant, planting you to the ground, feeling of depression with like, let's make this thing <laughs> because the idea to make the thing is in it's hope. Yeah, it's inherently like this is good and people should see it. Well, you just said it. Well, that, that's that's why. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. is yeah. it's like that working together and creating things helps me escape. That's like my escape. Like we just finished editing season two of Corporate. You should watch it January fifteenth. We just finished editing it, and the moment we were done, instead of taking a break, I started creating new things for myself to do. Because I, if I don't do that, I get depressed. And yeah, yeah. I, to me, it's like I don't get joy out of like a good restaurant. I like I don't like I like I've dated people who like they love eating food at new restaurants, and I was like, what? Like like because <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. understand how you do shit if you're happy. Like I, like and I get that you can, but it's like if you're just like. Pretty good. Do you? Why do you have the urge, the the, the insane urge that like you have to do an overwhelming amount of work to create things that go on screen? Like you right. just have to, right. and it's so much work. And if you're like good, like like curling up at home, like watching Netflix or whatever, I don't understand how you. I I can't imagine not working all the time and being able to do what I do. So it's like, I don't. I guess I don't see it the other way. To me, it's like it is the escape. It is it is the child that you have. It is it is the reason for being alive, essentially, a lot of the time at this phase of my life. Yeah, and I guess that's what fuels our friendship is like when we get together, regardless of how we're feeling, even if like one of us is terrible, mm-hmm. like being together uh, fuels our creative energy, which makes us feel better, at least in that period when we can yeah. be doing that. It together. is it is literally hope. Like when yeah. Jake, it is the hope when we that li- you need. When we lived together, this is another story that I'll tell briefly. But Jake got had spinal fusion surgery. There was one day that he Ooh. woke up and his back had fucked him, and he was in searing constant pain for months. Like I saw Jake cry every day for months, like oh. on our couch while we were writing the pilot of Corporate. And the only, <gasps> truly, the only thing that like kind of helped him get through that largely was like that we were working towards this. He was like as jokingly suicidal as he is now he was like he was his life was hell Any, during anyone that would have been suicidal yeah. i mean like it was it is that painful and mm-hmm. to be completely honest here's a weird story that sort of i kind of forget about this sometimes yeah. this is real in terms of how work relates to hope when i was um post-surgery 
Um, and spinal fusion is a horrific thing that people go through. And I hadn't slept in so, literally not slept, like literally for many months before I got the surgery. And then when I was in the recovery room, it takes, you're there for like three or four days. You are on your back. I, I can't sleep on my back. And there's a, a beep every 30 seconds. And I have a, you know, like a, a catheter in and there's like moaning in the hallway because it's the spine ward and yeah. it's just a horrible thing <laughs> and people are coming ward. in people are yeah. coming in and literally like just pricking you to, to get your blood so i couldn't sleep and it had been so many months since i slept and i'm in so much pain that i started to have like a um paranoid freak out and i started um calling my friends at like one in the morning because i was just so alone mm-hmm. and so miserable and i mentioned to my friend Allie, i was like i just want to die so, in the way that you say that. Like, uh, yes, yeah. yes. like who wouldn't want to die? Right, no right. one would want to be alive right now. This yeah. is a horrible experience. I mean, so much pain. It's just a horrible thing to not be able to sleep for many months. The next morning, they come in and they're like, sir, last night, did you say that you wanted to die? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, but that's like a figure of speech. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, we're taking it as a suicide threat. So you have to now go take a walk out of the room. So I got on my walker and oh like learn to walk. God. And they removed everything from my room. Oh. And I come back to the room and the this this psychiatrist on staff talked to me for two hours oh and was like, do you want to kill yourself? And I was like, no, listen, I have a deal with Comedy Central and we're writing a pilot and I have a lot yeah. of hope. And she was like, oh, okay. You can go home. <laughs> and that literally happened, and that's real. So, yeah. like, work is literal hope for me. Wow. It's an escapist thing. But Did I, she wow. give you her headshot? <laughs> she didn't. She is the CEO in the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, Matt. I interrupted you to say something stupid. Oh, no. But just, I guess I do understand what you're talking about, how, like, being in depression can destroy your creativity. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the worst is when you feel terrible and have to go on stage Ugh. and summon your personality right. from the depths. But um but yeah, collaboration I find helps that. But it's yeah. also like if you I don't know if you if either of you have like clinical depression, but if you do, do you? Yeah. Okay. So I think if you do have it, it's like learning how to walk with a limp. It's like you just make it work for yourself. It's like I still want to feed myself. I still mm. want to have a career. It's like I can't do anything about this thing. It's not going away. Whatever I do the rest of my life, obviously you're going to have it. So it's kind of like you just have to accept it and go, this is me. This is the thing I got in my life. So I'm just going to work with it. So we also write a lot about depression. That's the other thing. It's like it is we put it into the thing we're making because so many comics don't want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, just make it part of your act. Yeah. I don't know. That's at least how we deal with it. That's now. the easy solution to your problem, Naomi. <laughs> wow. Wow. Sometimes what it takes is a few men yeah. telling few you their men. story. Telling uh-huh. you their story for you to feel seen. A few it's white simple. men telling you to just buck up. Yeah. <laughs> just keep at it. Keep that chin up, Naomi. Keep but the thing is, it's not going to necessarily make you feel good. It's just like, it's what else are you going to do is how yeah. I look at it. It's like, I don't even know. That's the thing about depression. It's never going to get better. Like, like, like that's yeah. the funny thing is, like, there's a whole industry about depression. It's like, it's fake. It's like not, you can't get rid of it. It's a fake thing. It's a thing in your brain. You can like, help yourself. You can improve. You can have light days. You can have heavy days. Some days you can I run a horse. I don't know. I think so. I get a little light day going. That's when I run two errands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a break. We'll be right back after this. 
I'm Jensen Karp, and I'm a comedy writer and diehard sports fan. And I'm terribly missing the athletes and sports I love. So I'm checking in on them with a podcast called The No Sports Report with Jensen Karp. Your favorite athletes, commentators, and legends from the sports world are revealing what they're doing now that the sport they love is suddenly gone and they're stuck on their couch just like the rest of us. Are they staying in shape? Are their kids heckling them as they attempt to homeschool? Did they almost burn down the house trying to make bread? Are they sleeping in their jerseys at night like I do? Oh, just me? Okay. Listen to the No Sports Report now and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. It was this. We're back. <laughs> you said after this. Yeah. No. That was that. You got it, Naomi. You guys. Just... Naomi, we're firing at all cylinders. <laughs> Our connection is real. Our connection is alive. Are we doing a good job at this podcast? I knew podcast? you were going to ask that. Every podcast we do, he goes, are we doing a good job? <laughs> I just want to do a good job. I get job. that impulse. Were I, you a good student? I, uh, I was a really good student in college, weirdly enough. In high school, I was a bit of a slack slacker. Oh. I still have that kind of like Pavlovian kind of uh, of um, pats on the head for doing well on things. Yeah, yeah. Like, you want that, that acknowledgement. Instinct, I want. Yeah, I mostly just want to adapt. I, you guys have an audience. I like you guys. I want to do. I want to be doing good work for you. <laughs> I think we're. I think it's been. I feel like the conversation has been good. <laughs> so I feel like to me it was obvious that we were doing well uh-huh. because they seem interested in what we're saying. So yeah, but they're would... the hosts; they have to. No, they don't. Not true. No, they do not. <laughs> You've never hosted a podcast. I have not. Wow, yeah. how have you made it in this town without a podcast? Uh, my, name? Literally, my only career goal is to never host a podcast. Yes. <laughs> but I'm will at any moment. I'm willing to jump ship and do it. <laughs> uh, here's the thing: we bounced from. A uh, very meaningful conversation to uh, jokey jokes, mm-hmm. and that's my kind of rhythm. All right, yeah. We can talk about deep meaning and also goof. <laughs> okay, good. That's the sweet spot for me, Naomi. How do you I'm think they've doing, done? I think they've done fine. <laughs> you know what I mean. The key is low expectations, <laughs> and if you keep them low, it's always going to be a good time. You guys. Thanks for that. Makes me feel good. <laughs> Uh, we we've uh, so this is the second time we've done one of these in studio guys. Oh and, yeah. Uh, we've we did on the first one we did a segment and we like this. Uh, can we be friends? And Naomi and I have come up with three questions each that kind of get to uh, uh, the core of something that that is deep within us and to see if you guys also resonate. For example, here I'll just give so you six questions. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Six questions. Yes. Meaning you are going to ask us to see if you can be friends with us. Exactly. Yes, sir. Okay. okay. Cool. I mean, you may also make some of your own decisions. Okay. But that's yeah. not what we're here for. Uh, I start off with a real softball one. Uh, do you have a favorite slang word for urine? I got one. I like my favorite way to say urine <laughs> or to say that you're going to go urinate. I'm going to take a leak. Okay. Take a leak. Um, Classic. Mm-hmm. Mine is I'm going to come hard. <laughs> uh, do you guys mind uh, i gotta yeah. go come hard i gotta go come hard <laughs> yeah yeah uh correct answer is piss uh, okay. uh See, i feel like uh urinating is coming softly it is i mean this thing if you if you really have to pee it's it's such a fine line whether that is which is better coming or really having to pee and then peeing it's like it's yeah. so good it's very, yeah. very oh, similar excretion is fantastic <laughs> it really is it is besides out the mouth but yeah. Naomi? Okay, uh, first question, you guys. Do you eat salads by choice or as punishment? We both we both eat them by choice now. I love salads. You love them. All right. Yeah, I don't know if salad, I Naomi. love them, but I have incorporated them. Is it because you're on TV and now you're scared about your lines? 
your body lines. My body. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought as my top. body as lines. No, I I'm fairly. I've always been like health conscious, so it's more just like I'm noticing as I get a little older, even though I'm still young as fuck. Sick. Uh, I'm like, oh, I gotta eat even less to stay the same. Hey. I'm just a vegetarian, so it's like it's one of the options. I, I genuinely like it. I think it's good, and I obviously not. I don't like when they're dry, mm-hmm. but yeah, put some balsamic on there. Yeah, some balsamic, <laughs> maybe some fruit in there, yeah. maybe a, a a toasted nut. Yeah, mm. uh-huh. pine nuts, toasted pine nut. Naomi, what was the correct? I assume obviously you do not no. like salad. I mean, you know, I don't actually have like exact right answers, although you weren't supposed to like them as much as you did. I see. But I'm willing to let everyone exist on a spectrum. But wow, you both came in hard for salads. (laughs) You came hard for salads. All right, my next question. Between a looming second financial collapse, the creeping threat of global fascism, and the ongoing climate crisis, we're facing a dystopia in our futures. Mm -hmm. Do you have plans for what you'll do in a post-apocalyptic America? I... Don't want to be alive in a post-apocalyptic America. Yeah, me neither. Or what type of post-apocalyptic? Like what? Like what? Well, you got your options there. Okay. You know, civil society collapses. It's so not, essentially, not, it's not like a uh, Chernobyl-esque sitch. Right. I think what I would do. There's no way to make money in television anymore. Right. Correct. Yeah. I think what I would do is, if there were bad guys per se, like in this situation, like bad people, I would take a shot at killing some because I, I don't want to kill someone, but if they're going to be bad guys and it's the end of the earth, I would try to kill some and then I could turn it on myself. I don't, I don't, I have no interest in being alive in a bad situation. Like I'm yeah. not, I don't want to be tough. I don't think right. about surviving is important. So I think, yeah, I would like to take a few out with a shotgun or something. But other than that, it's like, no, like get me the fuck out of here. I just want like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just poison everyone in my family so we all die in our sleep. Like I don't, I don't need, <laughs> What are we doing? Don't like, make that yeah. choice for Life them. isn't that good. I'm gonna make the choice. That's my. I want to. I want to take everyone out. Uh, yeah, I think it would depend <laughs> on if I if I had to take care of somebody, I would stay alive. That would be my like. I'd be worried about my cats, I guess. But oh my god, I know. I, know. I literally like try to plan an evacuation for the cats, and then what if yeah. we're in a situation where we need utter silence yeah. to survive? I know. What do we do to stop that yeah. meow when it's time yeah. to eat? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's it's the question. Tough to figure out. But I don't. Yeah. I don't have an urge to be alive for a long. Right, like, I don't. That out. I don't want, why? What would you guys do? The the correct answer, by the way, is form a uh, traveling theater group, like in the comic <laughs> book Why the Last Man. <laughs> I was gonna say. I think I'd keep doing stand up. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you really need laughs. Yeah. <laughs> That's when everyone needs it. Um, final question. <laughs> Will not take you down a rabbit hole. Very straightforward. Would you tip a Lyft or Uber driver if their car was filthy? And by filthy, I mean stained. I mean stankin'. I mean grit on the seat. I'm talking stains on the seat belt. Going back to guilt, I will tip. Yeah. I'll tip someone who just punched me in the face. <laughs> I would. I, there's it, something. I will tip in anyone in any situation where I think I might need to tip. I tip. There's a something. There's a particular thing with Lyft and Uber drivers where, and I only use Lyft just so you know, because I'm not a monster. But um, <laughs> but uh, Peter Thiel. Um, counterpoint. Peter Thiel. Is Peter Thiel the owner of Lyft? He is they're one of the liber- major investors. But they're a pretty liberal company. They're yes. always like asking you to vote and stuff. Um, yeah. But um, I think that there's a particular thing with Lyft and Uber. We have friends who still do it. And I think I feel survivor's guilt. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this thing. I feel so bad for people who have to drive me around, even though it's a fine job. It's not a bad job at all for, like, the gig economy. But 
I feel guilty, so I'll always tip something. And I'll usually rate them five stars unless they almost kill me. You know what I mean? So, And that's just particularly with Lyft and Uber. Damn. Right. There is no right answer, but I have my feelings. <laughs> Did you say white answer? There's always a white answer. Ask Martin. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think? Could we all be friends? I mean, we're already pretty friendly. I think, yeah. we, yeah, I think, I think so. we could make it I work. love talking to you guys. A- little... Anytime you're, I'm on a show with you, I'm like, wonderful. I get to hang out with you. We're going to have a good minute. time. Last time, there was a tiny, tiny dog. Yeah. There was an eight-week-old puppy at the show so Matt and I were on. Cute. And I was like, well, I'm not going to run away now. I know. Normally, I do my time. I get the fuck out of there. <laughs> but this time. Inga mm-hmm. Bretson and a pup. It's a night. Naomi and I, we jump into it, too. It, it is like quickly to like, how are you feeling and why? <laughs> I gotta know. Yeah, this is our time. It yeah, is. It's know? brief, That's so it's so like good. we gotta get to it. It's like we, we can skip all the like. How are you, how's your? It's just like really get to the point. I love it. Yeah, That's what I'm here for. That's what keeps you around in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both. This has been uh, a truly emotional experience for me. <laughs> you felt seen. You felt heard. Yeah. It was a reflection. It was a reflection. I feel like you like, learned a lot, Naomi. I, I guess I learned something. <laughs> Um, can we whore out our show one more time? Sure. Uh, the second season of Corporate comes out January 15th on Comedy Central at 10.30 p.m. after Drunk History and before The Daily Show. It's good and it's fun. Yeah, watch it however you can watch it. Yeah. It is. It's one of our couple shows. Yeah, it's one of our couple shows. That's what we, you know, if we're going to have creators on, it's got to be a show that we really rally behind, send a text Thanks. about, are you ready to watch Corporate? It is wonderful. It is stylized. Thank it has you. a strong voice. People are doing great things, diverse, but not being like annoying about it. Back to my heart key. about the uh, the that's hell the of key. late capitalism. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, your philosophy. I can't believe you got kicked out of grad school. <laughs> yeah, we can that's talk about so that funny. at a later date. So thank you guys so much. Thanks a lot. Thank and you. And we'll see you guys next week after this musical interlude. Wow, 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 wow. What a talk. Gotta love collaborating pals. Uh, Matt and Jake. They're, this was a little bit of, they were already kind of our friends. <laughs> so, so it was a little bit of an easier one? Yeah, well, I was going to say it was a little bit of like a cheat when, with the, would, you, would they be our friends? <laughs> they already kind of are. Yeah, but you definitely want to take it to the next level, I know. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Like, Jake, when we met at a, a party, and I think we started talking about Nietzsche at some point, and I'm like, oh. And it was like, Johnny Angel, you're an angel to me. You guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, okay? If you would like to subscribe to the show, if you haven't already, uh, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. If you're there and you don't mind leaving us a review and rating the show, it really helps us. Uh, you can also find the show on Twitter, at Naomi and Andy, on Instagram, at Couples Therapy Pod, and... We have some live dates coming up, Naomi. Yes, we're going to be all over the place. Uh, We're going to be in New York on Sunday, December 16th at 5 p.m. Special early show at Union Hall. I am super excited. So far, uh, a great lineup. Ronnie Chang from The Daily Show, plus a friend of his, Michelle Collins, plus a friend of hers. That's going to be great. Also... We're going to be at Sketchfest, Naomi, this year. Yes, we're going to be at Sketchfest in San Francisco, you guys. Saturday, January 12th at 11.30 p.m. We have an awesome lineup that includes John Ross Bowie and Jamie Denbo. They are real-life lovers, real-life comedians, and they are hilarious. Yeah. So uh, if you want to get tickets to any of the stuff, go to CouplesTherapyPod.com. 
and click on See Us Live, and you can get tickets to that, plus all of our live shows here in Los Angeles at The Virgil. What else? Oh, just one last reminder. Uh, again, uh, if you want to win one of Phoebe's books, just uh, take a picture of yourself and your best friend or lover or spouse or sibling. One sentence that encapsulates your relationship. Hashtag Couples Therapy Pod and tag us. And we will pick two of our favorites to get a copy of the book. It could be you. Why not? And you know what? We'll sign it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed reading this book we didn't write. All right. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. My name is Kimberly Drew. If I've learned anything in my years of studying and uplifting black artists, it's that we all have the power to create something beautiful. That's why I'm pleased to introduce you to people who have broken down boundaries in fencing and helped to create the first ever smart store. They're a big deal, and it's time we give them our attention. Listen to Your Attention, Please, a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's inspired by Your Attention, Please, now streaming on Hulu. Watch for a fresh point of view on Black history. I'm Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist, if I do say so myself. And I'm a hot-to-trot, trailblazing marketing executive. (laughs) And we're very confident. (laughs) We wanted to combine Boz's business and branding expertise with Katie's natural curiosity to create a podcast responding to this moment in time. Welcome to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. Each week, we'll interview innovators, creatives, and CEOs to find out how our pandemic present will forever change the business of tech and media, travel and leisure, education and sports, fashion and pop culture. Because in many ways, this has been a really dark time, but it's also a time for reassessing, recalibrating, and finding the light. We're doing 10 episodes, and you can catch them every Thursday. So listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.